Welcome to the Life and Rhythm Podcast, where we hope to equip rhythm communities to be formed by God, with one another, for the good of others, in the valley as it is in heaven. Ready? <laughs> Welcome to... Welcome. You, you should do it. Welcome. <laughs> you are a kid's pastor. Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> You're becoming one. Welcome back to the Life and Rhythm podcast. I'm Matt. That's an alarm. What in the world? Adam, that's your fault. Is that my fault? Yes. Oh, my bad. 1002. <laughs> Welcome back to the Life and Rhythm podcast. I'm here with some friends. Yes, we are. We have... Jacob Our Phillips. Bestest friends. <laughs> bestest friends. Woo. And Matthew Guzman. How are you guys today? I always go first whenever they ask it's us true. questions. So it's true. I'm good. I'm doing good. <laughs> doing yeah, good. It's good to be here. He's got a big smile on his face. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, dude. On your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for giving us permission. Wow. You know, we had to we had to ask mom and dad if we could be on the podcast. <laughs> Gosh. Well, it was painful. Yeah, you finally earned the right. <laughs> yep. To be on the After a year. After a After whole a six months. Wow. Gosh. Well, uh, I here's what I'm picturing in this time. This is going to be a shorter podcast, but really, we just wanted to share stories around the. We've been talking around the disciple making movement, mm-hmm. elements, prayer and fasting living as a missionary or disciple maker, sharing the gospel, seeing churches emerge, multiplication. And this is an opportunity for us as four people who have a pulse on what's going on within the different rhythm communities and the valley at large of just what is God up to? What are you noticing? What are we celebrating right now in this season of ministry? Yeah, so the first one is extraordinary prayer and fasting. And I just want to ask this question about uh, one of the things that we say is in community, becoming a disciple worth reproducing. So discovering your character and your calling. And I would just love to hear oh. w- about one of those <clears throat> I got know, a good one. Awesome. I got a good one. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name, but he knows who he is, and our, our people will know. <laughs> There's a dude that we've gotten to know over the last year who when you talk to him about what the Holy Spirit has done, he has become that disciple worth Reproducing. This guy has literally given up uh, so many things in his life for the sake of others, right? So the Holy Spirit has transformed him in his job. Like last week, he told me that somebody he had to fire, usually he would go into the office and just be like, You're done. (laughs) I'm done with you. And the Spirit is like giving him compassion for this other human being who he has to let go for Mm -hmm. this, I mean, just outrageous thing that this guy did. But the way in which he approached it, even in that simple moment, was radically different. He found out that his neighbor was going through a really hard time. And so him and his daughter spent hours and hours making a big pot of their best soup and brought it over. But he, but the way he talks about it isn't like, oh, I'm doing good works. It's like, no, the Holy Spirit mm. is prompting me to, to be this kind of disciple maker. I don't know who has actually given up their master bedroom in their house to make room <laughs> for ministry, but he has yeah. done that, That's which awesome. is incredible. And I know his daughter is also on a transformational journey as well. And Jacob knows her a lot better than I do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, in terms of the extraordinary prayer and fasting piece, like, um, yeah, this whole family has just been like 
totally transformed. And so his daughter, so, somewhat of the same story of just like, it recently gave her life to Christ and has just been like completely transformed since then of like the patterns of her life are different. Like, and, and, and it's, it's hard cause you, like, you don't want to just say like, oh, they're doing these checklist things and, and like now they're good. Mm -hmm. Cause that's, that's like, we all know what the checklist can, can get us. But, but the way I, part of the way I'm, I'm noticing like the, the transformation within her is just like when we gather our students together, she's like the student that's like going around to the on, on the edges students, the, like the ones that are shy, the ones that aren't talking. Like and it's that sort of trans transformative thing that we see, okay, those disciplines that are now in her life, the scripture reading, the prayer and fast, like, yeah, I don't know if she's fasting necessarily, but I like, from what I understand, like she's praying more than she ever has. She, she's in relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And it's actually transforming the way she's acting mm. too. Praise God, um, man. Awesome. Which is, yeah, it's just yeah. been awesome. Yeah. That's cool. What uh, God's uh, doing in that household. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. And, and one of the tools that we use for discovering character and calling is Followers Made yeah. that we launched this last year um, since January. And then there's several groups that are starting up yeah. as, we, as the year goes on. But just, I would love to hear just a quick little story about what is followers made? Just a snippet, and and then what's yeah. what's happened. So followers made. You can go to disciplesmade.com. Uh, some friends of ours in Kansas City put that together. Brian Phipps uh, leads that, and it's just an incredible disciple making tool. And that's I'll just say that from the conversations I've had within the last three days. Okay, so just the last three days, I've heard multiple people at different stages of their faith talk about the transformative power of entering into discipleship rhythms. Hmm. So rhythms like, I know as a Christian my whole life, I should, probably should have been engaging in the word, not just reading the Bible, but wrestling with, God, what are you saying to me today right. through your word and how am I gonna obey that? And, and, the, and the stories that are coming out of there are radical. Like hmm. it's affecting their jobs and their marriages and how they interact with their neighbors and forgiving enemies. And I Ooh. mean, it's like, it. it is really... It's not just about, again, the checklist, I'm reading the Bible every day. No, it's they're opening up their souls to, God, where are you mm -hmm. at work, mm -hmm. and how can I join you? That's good. Right? And so there's this, I don't know, John 5, you know, Jesus says, hey, Pharisees, you're searching the scriptures to find life, but really, you're going to only find life in me. You should mm. search the scriptures to find me. And, I'm, mm. and that tool... Followers made is helping our people do that to discover the voice of Jesus, their shepherd again, and be guided by them. Mm. This is cool, dude. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So this it leads into the second movement of the disciple making pathway is living as a disciple maker. Uh, we talk a lot about Matthew eleven, walking and working with Jesus. I almost picture the walking piece being the great commandment of loving God and loving others, and the working with Jesus being the great commission of like. He has sent me to go and make disciples. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to be with you always. Come on. It's not a matter of me going out alone, but me getting to do this yeah. with Jesus. And so a part of that is being a blessing. So the blessed rhythms. And a part of that is just discovering a person of peace. How have you guys seen that in your rhythms that you've been maybe personally uh, working out or maybe somebody that you've been journeying along? And I know, Matthew, you've been going through uh, the, the tool in this quadrant is Missionaries Made. 
is what we encourage people to go through. So I know you're going through that with uh, Mm -hmm. a few people as well. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing our community is going through and that one really highlights the blessed rhythms. Like it's going through each one, like spending a week on what does it mean to begin in prayer? And then a whole week on what does it mean to listen and engage and it's a, uh, it's, it's really like it's a shift for us, and it invites us into a new lifestyle. And we're reading through all, like, just all the gospels in a sense of with this, with this mindset of Jesus was on mission all along. Mm-hmm. Like his disciples were on mission all along. Like how, how did we not see this? You know, and like Jesus, like I had a really good conversation with someone. Um, she asked, why, like, why are his disciples baptizing people? <laughs> mm. And I said, well, I think Jesus just has this, like, this, I don't know, like, this this stance or this posture of this isn't all me. Like, I am giving you authority. Like, I am mm-hmm. empowering you to do, like, to do the things. Yeah. And that's what we're learning is, man, it's not just one person off in the distance. It's like, Jesus empowering us, the Holy Spirit empowering us like to yeah. go and to live on mission. And, and a way to do that is like for me, I've been doing prayer walks. Like so uh, Angelica and I, we live in downtown Mesa. And this was back in October. And we're, Adam, you were just kind of starting to introduce the blessed rhythms. But for me, after the alarm, yes. for me, um, I I honestly felt like like God was telling me, hey, go like go on prayer walks like once a week, like make it extraordinary. And that's that's the big piece is what like what are we doing in our lives to make it extraordinary, not just normal, not just mundane, but like how are you stretching yourself? And so for me, like we live off of um, Mesa and First Street. And so for me, honestly, it's it's been gradual, like my prayer walks were just around the complex. And then it was from Mesa Drive all the way to um, to Robson Street, yeah. which is just uh, a, a bit a ways down. And then I was like, man, I want to go all the way to Country Club. And so just extending like my walks. And honestly, there was this resistance of, do I have time? Like, I need to get back. Like, I have all these things to do. And it was this conviction of man, like if prayer precedes movement, actually not if prayer precedes movement, <laughs> because, <'cause>, because, <laughs> because prayer precedes movement, yeah. man, I want to make that a priority. Mm. And so bless rhythms again, like Jacob, back to you. They're not a checkbox. It's, it's a lifestyle that you adapt to that you adopt. So yeah. that's good, dude. That's cool. Bro. Can, yeah. Can I also say with that, to and and this is what I think you're getting at towards the end of like, and, and we've had so much conversation about like, you you can't compartmentalize your journey with Jesus like, mm-hmm. and so what I've been learning through the blessed rhythms is like the whole lifestyle piece like I I just started <clears throat> working at Amazon as another part time job and technically I work at a Whole Foods but I work for Amazon <laughs> in the Whole Foods, <laughs> but what I'm finding like. I've been frustrated with myself because I'm like, why am I not like missional? Like all the time that I'm in there, like why aren't I having like the greatest conversations with people? Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm like, am I, am I like praying for the, <laughs> am I praying before I like go in there? Mm-hmm. Am I like actually trying to pay attention mm-hmm. to like, geez, where are you at work? 
thing, bro. In this, That's and scary. and then I'm even com- compartmentalizing. Oh, I can only have those interactions with other Amazon employees. But like, there's Whole Foods workers in there. There are customers in there that like I could have, you know, that ki- like the Kingdom Impact. Yeah. In that scenario, and so the blessed rhythms for me are what I'm noticing yeah, as I'm that, as I'm going through is is when I pause. Now, what I like to do is I like to get there 30 minutes early. And yeah. one of the one of the weird things I'm practicing it's 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 weird for me is like blessing prayer, where I'm like praying blessing on like a group of people. Yeah, and and so like I, I've been trying to get there early to like pray blessing, but then also I, I've just noticed that if I get there early. And sometimes I don't, and sometimes I, there are still times I show up before my shift, and I don't talk to God about it. <laughs> but I notice that when I do, yeah, I like, it's just weird. Like people, people seem to be like more open, and maybe that's like some posture I have because I, I spent time praying. But more than anything, what I'm trying to say is like, the blessed rhythms are life. Like Dude. you can do it as a following Jesus is a lifestyle. You can't mm-hmm. compartmentalize yeah. anything. It's not that. I do my church work and then I'm not yes. a follower of Jesus when I'm at Amazon. Like I'm but like I'm that all the time. I gotta piggyback on that, dude. Cause yeah. I think so much of Jesus's kingdom impact, his own life of ministry on earth came from interruptions yeah. in mm-hmm. the everyday. And when we go into the soccer tournament that we have with our kids with that mindset, the I'm gonna hear to be a blessing, and I'm in I am in conversation with God here on the soccer field sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different experience. When I'm having dinner with my family, when I'm getting up and just taking my dog on a walk, it's not this, hey, add all these cumbersome things to your life. It's no, Jesus is saying, as you go, prioritize the making of disciples in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. Just prioritize that Mm -hmm. in every area and let me interrupt you. (laughs) Let me interrupt (laughs) your plans along the way. Yeah. Yeah. you know, we talked a lot about this of like, it's not adding anything else. It's, it's, it's adjusting our perspective. Yeah. And in so much, unfortunately, so much of, of our lives is, is compartmentalized to the point of, I have my spiritual life mm-hmm. and then I have the rest of my life. Yeah. And those things don't coincide. No. And what, that's just not, it's just not reality. And yeah, in fact, it's, it is living like we're living in sin at that point because we're not seizing the opportunities like the sin of omission. Like we're omitting the things like we, we concentrate a lot on like, oh, committed to sin. Like right. I did the thing and you know, I knew I knew I was supposed yeah. to like yeah. shame on me. We often don't look at the sin of omission. Like we omit so much and God's given us every, I mean, you think about every second of every day is an opportunity to bless him. Mm-hmm. And to bless others, and so we're constantly and consistently omitting mm. things in our lives, yeah, and the opportunities that are in front of us. Yeah, um, I just want we're gonna we're gonna hear Katie's story, uh, and the, the reason why I shared her name is we're gonna see her on film, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, for Easter, and then we're gonna have her story on our website. Uh, but I just want to say this really quickly about her story. I want to encourage you guys. Um, we'll, we'll have some links and stuff for you guys to watch that video later on. But, um, I am just so, so, so grateful for her and her perspective that has shifted so much and seeing her business, uh, being a, a hairstylist, I don't, I don't, is that right? A correct term? Sure. Um, 
I th- Sorry, I Katie. So. Uh, hairstylist and, and seeing that as an opportunity for ministry to advance the kingdom. Yeah. And so, again, like just her being blessed, like she's received and uh, mm. through our through our community generosity initiative. And one of, that's one of our big values at Rhythm is to be able to be abundantly generous and sacrificial with the resources that we have. Mm. And she's been... Uh, able to receive from that. And then she is looking for opportunities daily of ways in which to now bless other people. And so it's just a really cool story and an opportunity for all of us. Like all of us, when we're listening and engaging with the people around us, there are needs. And it's not Mm -hmm. just, Hey, I need what like a new pair of shoes or, or maybe something monetary or, or uh, something that's tangible, but maybe there's, some deep emotional needs or some other needs that are like, I, I can't physically do this, but I know somebody that can. Mm. And so connecting them with other people or connecting them with us in some way to be able to provide that opportunity to meet holistic needs is huge. So that blessed to be a blessing is just, mm-hmm. it permeates everything that we do to live a life as one that's worth reproducing, to live a life that's a disciple maker and so then as we go through that, we're, we're walking and working with Jesus. And then we're just, we're just simply sharing the good news because mm-hmm. it's one that's been received from us. Like we're blessed by that. And now we're able to share that with others. So mm. that's the third, you know, kind of position. What have you guys seen in our communities of sharing the gospel? So this is primarily done uh, through a, a lot of different ways. You know, again, holistic, it's not just done. Uh, but the primary way that we see this is is just simply opening up God's word and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach. And so I would love to hear from you guys just the examples of that. Well, I would say before you guys give an example that, you know, Katie's story, what I know of it is it came out of you and Sherry and, and the, Ryan and Annie and different people embodying and sharing the gospel mm-hmm. with her and so having clarity around this, I think, is so huge because I don't know if many American Christians can articulate when you ask them, mm. hey, share with me the gospel and, and do it in a way that's not robotic. <laughs> like, do mm. it in a way that's like, mm. this means a lot to you in, in the context mm. of the biblical story that there's clarity around Jesus bringing the kingdom, what his death actually means, what his resurrection really means, and how that is the best news we've ever heard. So I'm curious for you, Jacob, Matthew, how you see this being played out in your own life or lives of other rhythm communities, but. Yeah. Um, so for, for us in terms of sharing the gospel, um, and Helica and I have been, um, just meeting up with some friends, um, on Sunday mornings and just having breakfast together, whether it's, chicken and waffles or, um, come on, come on now, chicken and waffles or pancakes. And, you know, and, and we're, we're doing something together, um, called alpha, but it was sharing the gospel. Like we're, we're, we're meeting up with people and who are, who are just like, they're hungry hmm. for it. And like, you know that, and, the, and they've expressed it. And so for us, it, it, it wasn't a matter of, oh, like you're, you're interested in this. Well, let us plan everything out, like create this whole thing that we're going to do and you do it with us. 
Yeah. We we literally like we looked them in the eyes and asked, well, like, what do you what do you need? Hmm. Like, what do you need right now? And how like how can we best help you? How can we best serve you? And the end goal in mind isn't we are going to be the ones like we're like we're not the heroes of the story. We we may just be here temporarily, yeah. you know, but I feel like that's such a big piece of sharing the gospel is when you see someone who wants it, ask them, man, like, what do you need in this season? That's good. So I'm hearing you say you didn't go through the Romans road. Absolutely not. No. Okay. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't hand out the pamphlet that said all the things. Absolutely not. Okay. I will never do that. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> I've done that Which is as why well. I will never. <laughs> we learn from Matt's mistakes. We learn. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty consistent yeah, theme in our lives. Pretty consistent. <laughs> no, but I mean, I just I know it's. And I'm not bashing that entirely. Uh, a little bit, but it, it is like it, it, when when it doesn't just spill out like the whole gospel in my whole life, like just doesn't spill out of me. It does become robotic. It does become, you know, sort of like this sales pitchy type yeah. of thing where it's like, you know, I want to ask somebody, do you even believe this? Like, you know, and I, and I, you know, whether it be Jehovah's Witnesses that knock on the door or Mormons that knock on the door or, any, you know, any of that like type of approach, it's like, I don't know if you believe this, you know, and when yeah. you start to really dig in, it's like, maybe you don't like because you have all the answers, but like there's no feeling behind it. There's no yeah. life, you know, behind what you're saying. I, I hear a lot of life through chicken and waffles and like yeah. being with people and discovering. And just that posture of humility is huge. And I think that is exactly what what everybody needs is to be able to experience the gospel in that way. Yeah, kind of kind of going off that like we're, we're like real quick where my mind is going towards like when you said, you know, like a sales pitch, like a car dealership, you know, when someone's like this is why you want to buy the car, it does this, it does this, it does this and maybe you go on a, you know, like a 5-minute test drive or maybe longer. But in terms of sharing the gospel, it's not so much it's not the sales pitch, it's let's get in the car and let's go for a road trip. Mm. Let's go on a journey. And throughout, like, if if you want the car, like, if you want it, like, man, it's yours. You can have it. But you, the cost is everything, geez, by you, the way. You can have it. But <laughs> yeah. It's going to cost everything, you everything. You know? But it's not like, it's it's the journey. Yeah. Right? That's good, dude. Yeah. And I going back to what you said earlier about breakfast, I don't want my friend Jason Turner, who serves here uh, in Gilbert, I think, a pastor friend of ours, he... He's all about this meals with Jesus thing. If you talk to him for five minutes, he's going to talk about meals with Jesus. And his whole thing is, if you can eat, if you can chew food and swallow it, you can share the gospel. <laughs> so he's, he just makes a really big deal about how when Jesus embodies and shares the gospel, it's usually over a meal. And, and so this whole idea of like, you know, scripture says Jesus came to fulfill the law. He came to seek and save that was lost. He came to serve. The, the other statement in the New Testament over and over again is Jesus came eating and drinking with sinners. Like that is a big part of his ministry in sharing the gospel. And I think I'm we so make, glad it is. yeah, dude, you're, you're doing that, which is incredible. Can we, can we also talk about the last piece here, uh, church emerging, seeing mm. multiplication? 
I'm excited. I give you guys a foretaste like on Easter. We're going to lay hands on some people and mm-hmm. we're going to commission out some new rhythm communities, some new churches. We're going to send them out. This is happening in our community where people are waking up to the idea that I can do this. I can be a disciple of Jesus. I can be an apprentice of his and help other people to apprentice themselves to Jesus. So do you guys want to talk at all about anything you're seeing in regards to multiplication, the church emerging? Yeah, I I mean, just one of those couples uh, that's uh, going to be ordained and commissioned. Um, I know that sounds super formal and it sounds somewhat scary, uh, but the reality is like, for any act of service, we see this this idea of um, what's the word I guess ceremonial piece to it, right? Um, so you know, like for those that have had um, sons or daughters or people close to them, you know, go through the go through buds or go through the military. Like, there's a formal sense of action that happens of commissioning them to service, mm-hmm. and you know, we see that all throughout history. And we certainly see that through church history. And so it's just this idea of like setting apart um, and being able to recognize and celebrate together what God has done and continues to do through the life of individuals. And that is how the church emerges. And it's a beautiful thing that we get to be a part of. And one of the ways that, you know, that I've been blessed by this couple that's going to be ordained is, is just their perspective on life in the midst of suffering. So you guys, if you haven't heard Wade's story, go back a few episodes and you'll hear Wade Lewis's story. In the midst of suffering, the man's not dead. And so therefore he's not done. Come on. And so he is, so you know, good. doesn't know when his last breath's going to be, has terminal stage four cancer, um, but is going to live every single day to the fullest mm. and wants to be commissioned out to be on mission and his whole life is in surrenderance to 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 the gospel to Jesus and yeah. it's it's an encouragement to to me every time i talk to him and i know it's going to be an encouragement to to people on sunday uh so it's it'll be when this airs will be this sunday uh coming up so if you don't have plans for easter join us um we'd love to have you and we'd love to be a part of you be a part of uh celebrating those those people yeah anything else fellas you have anything? No. Okay. Um, um, I mean, there yeah. are countless stories that we could share, but Many. I want to keep yeah. this succinct and yeah. just say again that this isn't something that we're doing. This is something that God is doing. Disciple making movements are first and foremost a work of the Spirit. Yeah. We get to participate in that. Everyone is called into this, and so I I want to say I'm honored to do this alongside. All of y'all, the people sitting around this table and the women and men that make up our Rhythm family, super humbled, honestly, that we get to do life with these people. Yeah. So much love y'all. Thanks for listening. Hey, you're welcome, guys, for joining us. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having (laughs) us. Wow. We'll do this again in a year. A year. (laughs) See you next year, guys. All right. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Life and Rhythm Podcast. We are on mission to live freely and lightly with one another for the good of others. Peace.